0: You're listening to To The Spirit Podcast.
1: Hi, friends, and welcome to The Spirit. I'm Beck. And I'm Steph. Hi, Steph. Hey, Beck. A few episodes ago, we had an interview with June Lundgren, and in that episode, we actually had some EVPs come through, so I wanted to share that with the audience. I had to tell you that in the background behind June, it was really silent. Uh, Wherever she was conducting the interview, we didn't hear any animals, any road noises, no husbands, (laughs) nothing like that. So it was a little weird when I was going through the audio and I came upon these EVPs. So the first EVP we received, June says, any dog and their brother can come through. And you're going to hear a whisper say... To learn. Any dog and their brother can come through. Any dog and their brother can come through. Did you hear it? It was really quiet. I'll play it again. Any dog and their brother can come through. The next EVP, June is saying, The thing is, people don't understand. And you're going to hear almost like a man's voice say, Go on. I'll play that now. But the thing is, people don't understand. But the thing is, people don't understand. I'll play it again. But the thing is, people don't understand. Did you hear it? (laughs) Do you have an ear like we do? Steph and I also want to thank our listeners. If you want to support us, go to anchor.fm slash to the spirit. And on our page, we have a support us button. But there are other ways you can support us. You can go to Apple Podcasts and you can give us a rating. You can leave us a review. Or you can go to our YouTube and subscribe to us. Or you can tell a friend about our podcast. And that would be really helpful. Today's show is going to be about cults. And the term cult first appeared in English in 1617, derived from the French cout, meaning worship. A cult is a system of religious beliefs and rituals that is regarded as unorthodox, with a great devotion to a person, idea, or thing. And on today's show, we have a guest, Brian Eadie. Welcome, Brian.
2: Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I've always been fascinated by uh, religious beliefs. Growing up in a religious family, I think that's, that's why that, that is. I'm always fascinated by cults and how they get people to believe in, in their beliefs
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, cult leaders, they have commonalities, right? I mean...
2: There's a lot of commonalities. In fact, when I was doing the research, a lot of cult leaders, they believe that they're the second coming of Christ. That's very common (laughs) in the cult community, I guess.
1: Well, I'd say first and foremost, probably every cult leader is a narcissist. Yeah. I mean, to the extent to which their narcissism is negative, like traumatic narcissism. And that's going to have an effect on how the group is shaped, I would think.
2: Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: I noticed that they're charismatic leaders, and they actually tend to be a little bit of an intuitive. They're able to read people, and they thrive on chaos, so they'll create crisis situations.
2: Right. That's what Jim Jones, of famous Jonestown cult, that's what he basically did was he created an enemy for people to believe in, and he focused those people on that enemy, which basically a lot of cult leaders do. They create enemies. They focus all their energies on that one enemy to control people. Basically what Hitler did and yeah. what a lot of leaders do nowadays. You know? I mean,
1: if you think about it, Hitler was kind of a cult leader. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: I mean, and if you really look into it, it seems as though cults have dated back since the beginning of time. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. Back to biblical days. Yeah. Now, cult leaders typically make tantalizing promises either to change the world, change you, Mm -hmm. make you rich, make you beautiful. Yep. (laughs) And they'll often set up a hierarchy with underlings to carry out the demands, like charisma by proxy. So, the Nexium, do you know the Nexium cult?
2: Yeah, I'm not too familiar with them. They're pretty new, aren't they?
1: They are. Sexual. That's actually a common theme, too. There's like a sexual thing that runs through there. (laughs) Absolutely. And the recruiters in the Nexium were called masters. And they sought to
0: indoctrinate slaves.
2: That was um, the cult from, like, they had a lot of Hollywood actors in it, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The one thing that I didn't research, and I wish I did, every time I'd hear about the Nexium cult, it seemed like on regular news channels, they weren't getting into what they were doing. They were calling it a cult. They were kind of saying that they were being branded, but they weren't talking about the trafficking of children and things that were actually happening in there. Like when you were saying, there's usually a place, like something that they made an enemy, you said, out of something or uh yeah they would
2: direct people's attention to a certain group of people or certain uh i'm just idea. wondering what
0: that was in the nexium call i always thought is this like an, a self-improvement type of thing where you know they obviously rich people were joining this but i thought what's the benefit that they're supposed to be getting because usually there's got to be right. a catch why would they be attracted to be in there and especially go through such a painful experience, and then submit to somebody that... Yeah, why does anybody join cults? Yeah. yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> And usually the rewards that uh, promised are in the afterlife. It's true. If you don't even get the reward in this lifetime. You have to actually pass away, <laughs> and then you get it. So yeah. it's, it can't even be, like, proven.
1: Kind of like Al-Qaeda. Like the Catholic Exactly.
2: <laughs> Yeah, the the biggest cult in the world. The the biggest cult in all of history, (laughs) the Catholic Church. Church.
1: (laughs) That is true. There's a fine line, isn't there? Between Between cults and recognized religions, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even dating back to, well, even Mormonism. I mean, there have been stories that come out of the West uh, where Mormons had infiltrated a town. And they were putting billboards up that said, do you want to get married? They were basically calling people into this polygamy, <laughs>
2: right.
0: strange cult-type thing that was right. going on. And War- the- Warren Jeffs, he's the one that was the head of the... You ever
2: hear oh, of Oh, yeah. That was the, the Latter-day Saints, right?
1: Yes. And they were using like older women to swindle you know, right. money
0: from.
2: Are you familiar with the word, the Moonies? No. no I've never heard of them?
0: Mm-mm. How about you, Steph? I've heard of the Moonies. Is that a like were- Korean name, Yeah. Moonie? Okay. Oh, it is? Okay.
2: The originator is Sun Myung Moon. He was started that, it in the 60s. Was like, it in Korea or Japan? In uh, South Korea. Okay. But there were Japanese branches of, of the same cult. Oh, okay. And they would come to the United States in the 50s and 60s and start branching out. And it's it's a variation of Christianity. And it's one of the few cults that actually has uh, its own book, its own scripture. The scripture is called uh, The Divine Principle. It came out in the 60s. And it, it's supposed to be like an appendix. To the old and new testament. It's not supposed to replace them. So it's their form of Christianity. They wanted to uh combine science and faith, as they saw it as like uh two spheres of the same circle. You know, like science is trying to find the truth and faith is is also trying to find the truth and why not combine them to find the ultimate truth? But you might recognize the Moonies from their famous like wedding ceremonies where they would have like three thousand people get married at once in like a football stadium. They would start these uh mass weddings, they were called. People would come and get married to absolute strangers. Even if they were already married. You didn't even have to be a part of the church. You could still get married.
1: That's crazy. I mean how yeah. how did that work? They <laughs> Well, it
2: wasn't legally recognized until later on they would legally get married. But well, a lot of people would be set up within the church and within the cult. They would be set up with perfect strangers. Different did they countries. Live?
0: together like in big not compound, at first compounds so
2: i i read this article it's written by yolanda brenner she had this article in the sun in the uk and it was um basically her experience with the moonies and once she got set up with uh, getting married she uh was separated from the husband for a while for I think, a couple months weren't allowed to speak or talk and eventually they were allowed to have sex they were told when to have sex you couldn't just do it naturally as a husband and wife Eventually, she had two kids, and she eventually left the Moonies. She joined the Moonies originally because her brother was suffering from schizophrenia. And so they promised that if you join and pray, that you would cure his schizophrenia, which never actually happened. And she thought, if I actually spent the 15 years helping my brother instead of in this cult, then maybe I could have helped him. Let me read the title of her book just to give her a quick plug. It's called Holy Candy, Why I Joined a Cult and Married a Stranger by Yolanda Brenner. Yes, yeah, so the so husband she was set up with was from Ecuador. She never met. They just got on a plane together, went to this wedding, hardly talked. The best thing that came out of it was her kids. And she has custody of her kids, and she took them away from the cult. They were very influential in politics, too, especially the unification of North and South Korea. They really wanted that to happen.
1: One of the cults I read about was an Indian mystic. Now, I don't know if I can say his name either Bhagwan Sri Rajanesh. I'm probably just butchering that, but he founded several cultist towns in Oregon.
2: Yeah, this is the documentary Wild Wild Country I oh, was is talking it? about. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I didn't see the documentary, but I knew through the 1980s, the communities, they were chock full of Rolls Royce cars. Oh yeah,
2: that's the craziest story. You guys have to see this, this uh, documentary. <laughs>
1: and That's on Netflix? Yeah. And Shree, you know, allegedly poisoned... Hundreds in Dallas, Oregon with salmonella bacteria in 1984 to rig the local election in his cult's favor. Yeah. Because they were about to
2: be kicked out by the locals. They moved into a a very small town, very conservative, very old school town that was like basically farmers. They did not like these people coming in with their robes and their kind of weirdo hippie ideas. They were considered like hippies back then, you know? Yeah, they probably, yeah. (laughs) They (laughs) They looked the part. The locals would say that they could hear the people having sex at nighttime throughout the whole compound like they they <laughs> built their own city basically with their own like lakes and rivers and and buildings and everything and it's completely amazing how much they put into this little town that's why they didn't want to leave because they had
0: does anyone live there now is it like actual place? no that they,
2: they all left yeah. yeah but it's
0: just empty like no actually
2: yeah i'm not 100 sure if maybe a remnant of the religion is still there i'm not
0: I'm not even saying religion. Like, did anyone occupy it just for normal reasons? I don't cause think it's so. there? I don't know.
2: I don't know if they tore it down. or.
1: It's definitely considered the first bioterrorist attack in the United States. Yeah.
0: Bioterrorist attack? Yeah, yeah. Because
1: he poisoned them with the salmonella.
2: And it was in retaliation because, I guess, there was a bombing in a hotel where a lot of the cultists lived. So they thought they were being attacked by the locals. So it was like a, a back and forth of weird violence. They armed themselves with guns, the cultists, because they were afraid of the people that Carrying guns,
0: so I got kind of fixated with Charles Manson. My interest was more like what happened to these people growing up. Like all of them, did they have normal upbringing? Did they have abuse? And I didn't are, really are, speaking of the cult people, the cult or, leaders, or, or, oh, the leaders, the cult leaders like Manson, like Manson. Well, with him at least, a lot of people know something about him because he's very famous. The one thing I wanted to research was um, a person I know who's kind of related. To Brian I he's in his early 60s and when he was a child he was sent away by his family he was adopted sent away by his family to a boys reform school it's called Gibault school for boys he said it was the most horrible abusive place it was run by Catholics of course so he was raped continually abused by men beaten slave labor was put into solitary confinement In a place that was dug out of the ground and uh, sometimes starved. He says, there was suicides in quotes. He goes, they weren't suicides because these boys died by the hands of the priests and monks or whoever was there. So it was extremely bad. Well, he told me that Charles Manson was sent there as a child because he had troubles. He was put into a lot of boys' homes during his life. And that was one of them, but yet when I researched that, they never said he was abused there. And when I talked to this person, I said, why haven't you come forward about this place? And he said that it's just too hard to gather all these people together, get your story straight. He says, and he just wanted to get out of there. So when I even looked up, if anyone's ever made a complaint about this place, no one has. I know for a fact this place was abusive because of the person I talked to. We know that Charles Manson was there, not at the same time, but probably like at least 20 years earlier. And he had been in other places where I read that Charles Manson was definitely raped by men in these other boys' homes. And also his parents never knew his father. His mother was a prostitute, also an alcoholic. They were in jail a lot themselves. His parents? Yes. Mm -hmm. And
2: his mom was a drug addict and prostitute, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Also, he traveled around a lot, stole a lot of cars. He ended up raping a, a boy at one point. Then he got married to someone. He has a son with this woman and he's still alive now i mean i've seen him interviewed before on a on a video very nice person nothing like his father i just think that there's got to be like well how they say it like with a serial killer there's like a formula that makes a serial killer you're kind of born maybe with some sociopathic thing that really no one can control that if you're a sociopath
1: well yeah if you think about any kind of cult leader is not only narcissists but they're kind of a psychopath sociopath yeah and i apologize for not knowing the man's name but there was a man that was on joe rogan and he spoke about charles manson mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys saw that no he talked about manson being involved in mk ultra is
2: that the the lsd test yeah, that the government yeah. used to do mm-hmm. so he was tested by the government
1: well he was actually put through this program oh you hear that That was the UFO highway. (laughs) They come through every once in a while. It's very busy today.
2: (laughs) I'm familiar with Manson because of the connection with the Beatles.
1: Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter and the White Album.
2: They used to listen to the White Album, him and his members of the family. And they used to get secret messages that they thought the Beatles were telling them across from England to, to them specifically that... Basically, there was a race war coming, and mm-hmm. he was going to rise up and control everybody afterwards, and Helter Skelter was that race war. When in reality, Helter Skelter was the name of a roller coaster <laughs> in England that Paul McCartney wrote about, oh and boy. just used the name. <laughs> had nothing to do with the race war or anything, but there's other songs in the White Album, like Piggies, and uh, yep. and Revolution Number no. 9. It's one of my favorite albums, by it's, the way. Yeah, so, he's not that bad if he likes the Beatles and the White Albums. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's weird how he didn't kill anybody he somehow gained the control of these people that's Ooh. true like
2: he, he didn't go to jail for murder <laughs> He went yeah. to jail for coercing
0: coercing yeah and they even tried to testify give the testimony saying that he didn't kill anybody it was them you know they they were trying to kind of let him go free but then right. he gave his testimony and he said there's no need for you guys to testify yeah. for me
2: he came out at a time when a lot of people were looking for answers in the mid-60s, you know, when the traditional family thing was going away. Mm-hmm. A lot of, like, uh, kids were going to San Francisco and the West Coast to start new lives, and he Got took advantage of a lot of a lot of those people. And LSD was coming out at the same time for recreational use, and he used that to persuade a lot of people, to.
1: Yeah, and I can imagine how much easier it would be to persuade someone on LSD. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: went through and we all did the teenage experience where you feel free you're experimenting with things and you are influential you don't think you are you think you're being very
2: uh, assertive assertive
0: but really you're following something without realizing it but we made it out yeah we did and i don't (laughs) think we ever got to the point of murder or torture yeah i don't think we we had that in us i could see where there's that point in time in a person's life where they are like looking for something and all they need is that right thing to push them along I was trying to look for like the spiritual power. Is there a supernatural element behind all of this too? Is there like a demonic power that pushes? It's really hard to find because to me, it, it doesn't seem that way. But I know that there is someone that I watched an interview and he had visited Charles Manson in prison and he thinks that he was possessed. He said that his eyes would turn black and then his personality would change in an instant
1: you have to question it with the demonic because you have demonic cults Mm -hmm. and then you've got religious cults as we Mm -hmm. know
0: and then I think they've even found evidence in Gobekli Tepe yeah and I think also during the beginning of Christianity in Greece and Rome they had sex cults they used to have to go and pay their due or whatever whatever their orgies
1: with grapes yeah their (laughs) orgies with grapes
0: I know I'm not an expert in this area either (laughs) It seems like they've always existed. Even if you look at governments and like we were talking about Hitler, even our current government in this country, we have believed we're the best nation. We yeah. you know worship the but American Way too flag. much
2: trust and, and leaders. And, yes,
0: and yeah. that to me is cultish. You know, yeah, oh, I always feel like there's it's everywhere. There's, it's all around. It's the even country. cultish when it
2: comes to corporations and the things that we buy yeah when people like only stick with apple products and only stick with like yeah. microsoft products or yeah. it's very Open cultish. yeah
1: <laughs> i never thought of it in those terms actually because yeah. when you think of cults you just primarily think of an evil leader that is coaxing people to do crazy
0: shit. right mm-hmm. and, and they say you worship what you sacrifice to them what do we sacrifice ourselves on a weekly basis you know what are we sacrificing I don't mean sacrifice like you know, little animals, right? but small children. <laughs> yeah, just things that we purposely will spend our time focusing on to get a certain result out of something, you know. So you can look at our own behavior and what we're doing and say, am I actually involved a little bit too much in something? You know, maybe television or whatever that you're.
1: Scientology.
0: To, or Scientology. There you go. I, I don't understand. <laughs> After <laughs> all the testimonies of, of people, I don't know. But then, why am I Catholic? Because I could look at my belief system and go, it's just as weird as anything else. It's got as weird things.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about Jim Jones and the Kool Aid. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grape Kool Aid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. He's pretty fascinating, too, because he was involved in politics in the 60s and 70s a lot, too. He was a big proponent of communism. And uh, leftist ideologies, and was known to have like racial integration in his church. He he liked that. He was a big proponent of helping African Americans in the city that he started out in. I think it was Indiana, Indianapolis. I think, and he was very popular with everybody. He was very liked, very well known. He uh, basically started this People's Temple uh, religion, which basically wasn't a religion. He denounced Christianity. He thought it, it put women down and people of color down. For hundreds of years, and was an atheist. Eventually, like, got so paranoid about the end of the world that they went to the jungles of Guyana, I think it was called. Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh killed about almost a thousand people.
1: And that was horrific. The, the video footage. Yeah, and there's audio, but
2: vo- audio recording of of the last moments of them giving everybody the Kool Aid to drink, and he's trying to tell everybody it's okay don't worry about it you can hear kids and people screaming in the background and... yeah
1: well, the people tried to get out of there and yeah. they shoot them?
2: well they had a senator come to visit the place because they were getting reports of abuse you know and people couldn't leave so this californian senator um i think his last name was ryan one of the i think only senators that got killed during his service you know he went down to the jungle and he kind of like said, yeah, this is pretty cool because they were putting on their best face you know and then he was getting notes from various people saying, please take me with you. Please let me leave. And he got like 15 people to come with him back to the airplane. And that's when um, the guards, because they had guards preventing people from leaving Jonestown City, the guards went to the airport and shot everybody down. It was so, horrible. Yeah. And Jim Jones himself was found with a bullet wound. So people think that he committed suicide, but his son thinks he was shot.
1: Did the senator make it out? No,
2: he, he, died. he died. Okay. Yeah. He died and some uh, reporters for CBS died and a uh, newspaper reporter died from San Francisco because that's where the church was originally based, in San Francisco. Yeah.
0: What was the cult that was... Was it in San Francisco with the Hellbop? Um, yeah, the, the hell-bop. Oh, um,
2: Heaven's Gate. <laughs> Heaven's, Heaven's Gate, yes. yeah.
0: That one is fascinating That one's crazy,
2: me. yeah. Because they all wore the same Nikes. Yeah.
1: Yep. Sweatpants. Sweatpants
2: and black shirts. Yep. They took... And, uh, some chemical, yeah, yeah, and they put bags over their heads too.
0: They also, well, the leader was, I think, a professor or something. He was very smart guy. Seems like they all are yeah. <laughs> these guys. Marshall Applewhite. Yeah. But I remember the it one was of a the husband w- and
2: wife, and the wife died like I think ten years before everyone killed themselves. I think.
0: Hm. So they they thought they were
1: hitching a ride on Comet Hale bop in March. Yeah,
2: because there was a something in the tail of that comet. Some people thought was an alien spaceship. <laughs> they were <laughs> they were totally into the space uh, alien spacecraft um, worship, kind of like Scientology.
0: Yeah.
2: They poisoned themselves with a pill and then asphyxiated themselves oh, with bags over their heads. yeah, pads, yeah. You know? yeah. Well, then And then that's like crazy. I, think, I think people came around and took the bags off and then just placed cloth over their faces, and let them just all lay there in their bunk beds.
0: Now, is cyanide a painful death? I mean, cyanide
2: was the Jonestown
0: that wasn't cyanide i don't know if
2: it, i don't know i don't know but it's, it's just frightening to think about the kids in jonestown being forced to drink that and yeah and to be a parent and watch that happen to your own kids
0: it's also weird to me that a group of people living together in the jungle i'm not talking about jonestown but like tribal people they're tribes they can live together you know a communal group yeah. and they function fine right but Westerners get together in a group and <laughs> it turns into a cult. Yeah. We don't know how to be tribal people anymore, yeah. I guess. I don't know.
1: Sedatives, vodka, and plastic bags.
0: There you go. Just sedatives? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's not enough for me to throw a plastic bag what over I... my head. You better shoot me with heroin. Get <laughs> me some, you know, breaking yeah. bad meth. I could die. <laughs> <laughs> Take those Benadryl after I hit a couple beers. <laughs> I had a woman that own this house that I live in and she died of the same cause. I actually have her death certificate in my bookshelf.
0: What? Yeah. But <laughs> How she... did you get that? Well, they just came... left it behind. Yeah,
1: they gave me a book that came with the house. I, I don't know if I was supposed to return that <laughs> to the library. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she, she passed away from the same, uh, she was an alcoholic. She was drinking and taking Tylenol probably for a yeah. headache. So why I don't
0: take time all.
1: No, ibuprofen. And that'll kill you, too.
0: Yeah, that'll <laughs> kill your kidneys. You'll have a heart attack.
2: The Branch Davidians. Waco. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's
0: what was his name, um, David? David uh, Koresh. Koresh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Now, I heard that he went to a trip to Israel, and that a lot of people who have started cults, it had started yeah. off this way. They get, like, this Messiah complex yeah. thing, and then when they return, they believe... They're sent by God to do something.
2: Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. A lot of these cult leaders believe that they were either Christ reincarnated or the second coming of Christ or related to Christ or (laughs) something to do with Christ.
0: And there's this whole idea, too, is that, okay, if someone has a cult, and of course they might be doing bad things to kids.
2: That's what they were being accused of, the Davidians.
0: So is it the government's job to burst in there like they did to do that or no? Because then it's like... Yeah. There's a line to cross, you know. And go I, in there,
1: store yeah, know.
2: And <laughs> it was also the abuse of kids and the firearms, illegal firearms. The ATF was there, the FBI was there.
0: But they look at it as it as a travesty how it happened because yeah. it was disastrous. Because everyone died.
2: They let the children go, but yeah. everyone burned in the building. I mean, there was a shootout that mm-hmm. initially took place that killed like five or six um, ATF officers and then. A couple more uh, Davidians were shot. Then um, nobody knows how it started, but the fire started. Some blame the government, some blame the Davidians for starting the fire. And basically the building came down and a lot of people died from suffocation or from rubble. Yeah, there the was a rubble. wall that came down inside yeah. and
0: people got crushed underneath
2: yeah. that wall. I'm not 100% sure, but I think new evidence came out that the government were the ones the first shoot, which wasn't the case they were saying in back in the, the 90s when this happened.
0: And Good. this was under the orders of like Janet Reno, I think, at the time. She yeah, was ahead and, of that. Um, and that was a big
2: the governor of Texas. I forgot what her name was. Um, she's really famous, uh, Republican too. Yeah, but
0: Janet Reno. Remember Janet Reno's oh, dance I party? Do. I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> well, I'm
1: charismatic, and I'm going to start a new pasta Do you want to join it?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're going to start I... what? A new pasta. A new pasta Yeah,
1: may we praise the noodle lord for eternity. Rahaha ha ha, man. <laughs>
2: That'll eventually kill us, too. Yeah, well.
1: Yeah, Yeah, carb overload. (laughs) So, Brian, we had a great time talking with you about cults, even though it's a very depressing subject. It's hard to make light of.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, of course. Steph could jump in any time and say, yeah, thanks, Brian.
2: I'll see her on the ride home.
1: Becky's my cult leader. I do what she says. I'm Boston cult leader. (laughs) But, yeah, thanks, Brian, for being here.
2: No problem. And in the famous words of Jim Jones, those who do not remember the past are condemned to repeat it.
1: Ramen. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. To the spirit podcast.
0: Oh. Supernatural science. Anna Anna I'm ghost. Psychic. Mystic. Spirits.
2: Divine source. Heaven. The It's magic.